real estate investors from Florida, Georgia, and Texas. There's a big online event this coming October that you shouldn't miss. Discover new techniques on how to grow your business and thrive in the middle of the crisis in no time. Just simply go to www.realestateiq.co summit and sign up today. Thank you all again for joining and tuning in. Again, um, this is the San Antonio due diligence uh, process for real estate investors. My name is Joseph. I'll be hosting the session for today. And of course, please do join us. We've got a, uh, a wonderful community that we just designed. We've invested a lot of time and, and money into designing our new community portal website. Um, so just check it out. You can go to realestateiq.co um on your browser window and um click on community um and join we have several groups in the community section uh for whatever your focus is in real estate if you're more on the technology side if you're more uh, on the residential side or the commercial side um if you're looking for ways that you can grow um, your power team we've got groups um pretty much a group for everything. And if we don't have one, definitely reach out to us or start a group of your own. Let's say you've got a very, very particular niche in real estate. Maybe it's um, senior assisted living or something. I don't think we have a group for that yet. So if you're interested in that, um, you can make the, you can pilot it. You can create a group here and kind of grow your, uh, your presence on our online community as well. Um, that being said, so this event, again, is brought to you by Real Estate IQ. We are the number one in deal finding. We're providing over 45,000 leads to our clients uh, every single month. Uh, and we are in service in here in Texas, in all the major metros in Texas. Uh, we're also in Florida, and we are um, ramping up uh, our operations in Atlanta, Georgia. And um, we've got some pretty... Um, pretty, uh, I would say, uh, lofty uh, and um, uh, pretty, um, I guess, uh, pretty, some pretty good goals this year for expansion across uh, the rest of the states here. Um, so if you've got a particular market that you're interested in investing in and we don't have service in those areas uh, right now, just let us know. We'd be happy to have a conversation about how we can grow and expand to other states and partner with you all as well. And one thing I do always love to share with our clients, um, you know, we've built a pretty good platform around uh, just the leads alone, but um, our community is really, uh, in addition to just the leads, we've got uh, a great community where you can find uh, your power team members if you're looking for someone on the legal side, on the, uh, on the contract side, uh, we can help connect you with everyone you need to fund, to find, um, to close your deals and, you know, to get them uh, rehabbed if you're a fix and flipper. Uh, so when you look at all our products together in the community we built, uh, we do have a guarantee for, for everyone who works with us that there's always going to be a deal that you can find uh, with Real Estate IQ. So I challenge you all, you know, take a look at our community, um, leverage our, our resources, um, and we're confident that we can, uh, we can help you find a deal 
through our platform. So as part of that platform, of course, um, we as a company, uh, we've grown over the past seven years um, to, from you know, our, our co-founders in Dallas who started the company seven years ago to a pretty extensive team now with 80 plus employees. Uh, we've got uh, people and teams, entire teams, dedicated to all the major aspects of our business. A large part of it is our, uh, our data and technology side, which I want to call out here. Um, and which you'll be seeing some demonstrations of later on. Um, so we've, we interface with tons and tons of, um, of data sources, not just from the county, uh, from the, the cities uh, to pull our information on our data, but we also source um, data from several other national vendors. And we put it together, we package it together nicely. We do the, the, the correlation, uh, the aggregation of all our data, and we provide it to our clients uh, so that they can focus on what they specialize on, you know, finding, um, negotiating uh, deals with uh, with homeowners, and you know, fixing them up or renting them out. Uh, so we do all that that work with the data side, so you don't have to. And we've got a whole team around that. So our team, just a bit about ourselves. So we were um, we got started about seven years ago with Steve and Juan Carlos in Dallas, who. Uh, co-founded the company um, and of course over the years we've been able to grow uh, a significant presence here in Texas uh, Becky in Houston myself in Austin and San Antonio and Rodney uh, in Dallas um, we love we love the real estate uh, fields and we're all you know even though we've all got kind of different um, industry backgrounds uh, what really brings us together is our uh, love of real estate. Um, we're all real estate investors as well. And then we also love to leverage technology uh, and automation to streamline the process for everyone. So that's, um, that's where um, our kind of passions were aligned and where we're, our focus is. So we're really investors um, who love to create products and services for other investors. Um, and we are quite active uh, in the real estate investment community as well. So a bit more about myself. Uh, I am the product manager for Real Estate IQ and I also oversee the Austin and San Antonio market. Uh, my background is in corporate America in the software uh, field and I was in there in corporate America for about five, six years and decided to transition to, um, to work with Real Estate IQ and also to pursue my own real estate investment. So I am active in the central Texas market um, you can see some examples of the projects I've done here. Also, check check out our business, uh, my personal business Facebook page, New Day Homes TX. I would really appreciate if you follow us and uh, give us a like on that page as well, and I'll do the same for you and your business. So, there are just a couple photos here from some of the some of the projects I've done. Um, the notable one here, which um, holds a special place in my my heart is the, the one on the laptop screen here. That was the first deal I had ever done um, from marketing to negotiation to the, the flip, um, all done. Um, and that was actually at the time I was a client of Real Estate IQ. And um, I was able to get that lead by door knocking the, uh, the liens list, which we'll mention in a couple slides here. So that being said, I do want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors who make it possible for us to do what we're doing. Uh, and what I can say about all of these sponsors, um, I have personally done business with about half of these sponsors. 
and we are overall very, very careful about who we uh, bring into our uh, into our network and our, our sponsors list. So these are great power team members. Um, first, I'll call out the hard money lenders here. There's three of them: Investor Loan Source, Blink Lending, and Bay Mountain Capital. Uh, and I know they're all still doing uh, business uh, currently uh, in the current um, economic situation. Uh, and one thing to note, uh, you might wonder why we have three hard money lenders. Um, you should definitely reach out to more than one hard money lender. Not all of them have the same products. In some, in some scenarios, you might find a particular loan product that works better for your strategy. Um, so definitely reach out to all of them. It's always good to, uh, to do your due diligence um, to uh, learn about all the products that these hard money lenders have to offer. Then, of course, we've got Quest Trust Company. Um, and by the way, if you're looking for the contact information for any of these, um, any of these vendors and sponsors, they are going to be pasted into the chat window. So you can get their phone number, email, and, um, and contact information there. But again, Quest Trust Company, if you've got retirement funds, uh, 401k, IRA, um, you can leverage those funds and, um, and invest in real estate. And Quest can facilitate those transactions. I've done several transactions with them myself. Um, even closing deals while I was outside of the country, having Quest uh, handle that for me. So definitely um, take a look at their services. Um, more, if you're more interested on the note side of things, or, or also on kind of creative, um, creative financing and uh, creative strategies for closing real estate deals, we've got Note School uh, with Eddie Speed. So definitely check out um, the community he has created. And for our buy and hold investors, we've got uh, Real Property Management, who has offices all over Texas and all the major markets. Uh, they can help you out with all things property management related. And last but not least, we have Sean with uh, Action Coach. So if you want to take your business to the next level and learn how you can um, work on your business and not in it, um, definitely recommend reaching out to Sean. We've leveraged his services as well uh, with some great results. And I also do want you to hear from some of our clients. So here's a testimonial from one of our um, great clients. Hey guys, we're here at the Quest Trillion Dollar Mixer right here. And I'm talking to Omero Corona. He's just made more than $100,000 with Real Estate IQ. Could you tell us about your story? Yeah, how's everybody doing? Omero Corona here at the uh, Quest Trust uh, Trillion Dollar Mixer. Really excited to share all my testimony and my story with uh, Real Estate IQ. So over the last, uh, you know, about six, seven months, I've been using uh, their platform and getting some of their uh, lists. And I was able to uh, finish my first flip recently where I was able to net about 85000 And in total, I think I've uh, been able to make about $100,000 with Real Estate IQ and their tools. So really excited to share this uh, great um, you know, company with you guys and definitely uh, give it a shot. I think you guys uh, will take advantage of all the tools and uh, it will be profitable for you and your company. Thank you, guys. All right. Uh, so... <laughs> As you can see in the video, that was taken during one of the, the Quest's uh, mixers. Um, I think that one was in Dallas, of course, uh, with uh, 
social distancing and all that. We've moved everything online, but uh, that was uh, a couple months ago there. Uh, and just like um, Homero, we, we've kind of grown and expanded uh, our coverage to be more so online um, with a lot, of, a lot of webinars, a lot of educational events. Um, so we've got another poll question coming up here. Uh, if you're interested in learning a bit more about our services, unfortunately today we only have time to go through about uh, a quarter of what we do and what we offer. Uh, so if you're interested to learn more, you, you do have an opportunity. Uh, just let us know in the poll question if you want a demo of our services, we'll hold that one-on-one -on -one with you virtually um, at, from the comfort of your home in front of your computer. And, um, and you, we can show you exactly how you can leverage our uh, software and platform for your real estate investment. And on top of that, we're, you know, we host, I think next month we've got about 70 or this, this month, it's already June, uh, we've got 70 webinars lined up for you. Uh, so just like our company name suggests, we're all about having our, uh, you know, our clients work smarter and not harder. And part of that is uh, improving your real estate IQ. So to help further with that, we've got, again, 70 webinars lined up. We've got topics ranging from commercial to uh, single family, um, you know, from buy and hold to wholesaling. So we've got uh, very, very good coverage um, in terms of our, of our uh, events and, and um, webinars. So we encourage you to go to our website again, realestateiq.co, and um, sign up for some of the other free events to learn. Uh, we, we're all about networking as well. So at the end of the presentation today, we'll also give you an opportunity to stick around. If you've got a deal that you're working on that you want to pitch to others, that would be a great time to do that as well. Just network. Um, you know, your, as the saying goes, your net worth is equal to your network. So definitely leverage, um, you know, the other attendees on today's webinars and go to our other events where you'll have plenty of opportunities to network, um, and at the same time, we want you to have fun, uh, to enjoy what you're doing, uh, and um, help others as well. It's a great way to learn uh, for those of you who have been around longer, you know, to give back to the community. Um, so we've got plenty of opportunities for that, and um, we hope you will participate in all those. So again, go to our website, realestateiq.co. Um, you can click on events. You can also go to this URL realestateiq.co forward slash freebies. Uh, you'll, get, you'll be able to sign up for some of the heat map and reports that we offer uh, that are local to your market as well, whether you're investing in San Antonio or Austin or you know, even outside of those markets. So on running comps, so the idea here is um, what you'll see on my screen is, um, unfortunately, I couldn't find a picture during the daytime. So this one's for at nighttime here, but uh, you'll see this bandit sign. It says fixer upper for sale, ARV 190K, sale, uh, sale price uh, 139K, and then a phone number. Let me know in the chat window if you've seen a sign like this around your community before. Here in Austin, um, where I'm based, I see them all the time at, uh, when I'm driving around. Um, so I'm curious to see how, how often you see these in San Antonio. I know I've, been, I've driven down there. Uh, several times in the past and seen some of these signs. Uh, but the idea here is someone is saying that you can buy this house, the ARV or the after repair value is $190,000. And they're saying that they will sell it to you for $139,000. So outside 
of, of course, the big question as well is how much will it take to fix it up, uh, which we are not covering today as part of the due diligence process. That is a separate discussion. Uh, we've got some webinars that are geared towards estimating rehab costs, um, but that's not what we're going to cover today. Really, what we're going to cover today is more so on the ARV. If they say that it's worth 190000 after you repair the property, how do you know that's true? And how do you know um, that you'll actually get 190000 And, you know, the numbers could be, even if it turns out to be 180000 that can that could really break the deal for someone. So you need to be very confident um, in your numbers on the ARV. And that's the first uh, due diligence topic we're covering today. So the way that you verify a property actually has that ARV is by going through a process called running the comps. Comps meaning a comparable sale. So um, the way you know how much a property will sell uh, there are there are a couple ways to value the properties. You can look at how much it costs um, to build, you know, to construct a similar property. But most of the time, in, in especially in residential real estate, you just look at comparable properties. So that's the method we, we're talking about, looking at comparable sales. So of course, um, let me know as well if you're a realtor, if you have access to the MLS, let me know in the chat box. I'm very always very curious and always want to network with other real estate agents. Um, so if you're a real estate agent, you you're probably already fully familiar with this. You just pull up the MLS, the Multiple Listing Service, um, and you search for properties that are similar to your subject property, similar in the sense of geography, um, year built, square footage, and all that. Uh, and you come up with a number um, based on those similar properties. Um, so one way to one problem though is if you're not a real estate agent, uh, then it's difficult to run the comps because here in Texas, especially, sold prices for homes are um, they are not um, public knowledge. So it's we are a non-disclosure state here in Texas. Uh, so again, the sold prices are not uh, pr uh, public information. So most of the time, people running comps are those who have access to the MLS. They're either a real estate agent, a broker, um, or um, someone who works for uh, who works for an agent or a broker. Um, but uh, what you can do with Real Estate IQ, we provide a service called Fast CMA, and I'm going to pull this up on the screen right now. Um, I'm going to log into real estate to our service here. And we allow, um, you basically have MLS access. Oops, I've got the old version pulled up here. A second here. So I'm logging into our service. And uh, what you can do is you can pull up any address in the San Antonio metro area, and you've effectively got access to the MLS to run comps. So if you've got an address in San Antonio that you want to comp, uh, and you don't mind putting that on the screen for everyone else to see, let me know in the chat window. Um, otherwise, I'll pull up um, a sample address here on my end. But basically, I'm going to walk through how we can use uh, Real Estate IQ to run some comps here. So let me see. Um, Anyone with an address for San Antonio? Otherwise, I will pick one here um, on my end. All right, I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna pick an address 
based on a wholesale deal that I received in my inbox. Um, so this one, the address is 916 West Rosewood Avenue in 78201. It's a three bed, one bath property built in 1949. Uh, wholesaler is selling it for 159.9. So let me um, pull that up here. So I'm gonna pull up the CMA tool here. And I'm gonna enter the address. Rosewood, San Antonio. So actually it looks like it's also listed on the MLS, interestingly enough. So that wholesaler is, uh, I guess, also blasting it out on, on the MLS as a retail. And you can see that based on the fact that I have the, um, the MLS status here. So it is again, built in 1949, 1400 square feet. I'm going to set the property type. So as part of the comps process, you always need to compare apples to apples, right? So you don't want to compare a house to a condo or a townhome. So I'm going to specifically select the single family detached option, and I'm going to hit find comparables here. And um, here you can see we pulled up four sold comparables, three that are active on the market, two non-active, in other words, pending or um, pending taking backups, and three comps that are for rentals in that area. So I'm going to go ahead and run the CMA. And uh, this is the, the CMA being the, uh, the comparative market analysis, just another fancy term for comps. Uh, so with any CMA, you want to take a look at, at some several key things. You want to look at, um, again, where are the comparable properties located relative to your subject property? Um, number two, um, what are the details for those comparable properties in terms of square footage you're built? Uh, you know, are they in the same subdivision? Uh, and then, of course, number three, we want to look at the condition of those properties. We don't want to compare you know, if our goal is to fix up the property, but the comparable sale is for a property that was sold as is in poor condition, we want to make sure we're not comparing those, those two. So, um, so the first thing we want to do is look at the geography, kind of look at where the properties are located. So here is our subject property here on Rosewood. And then here are some other comparable properties. Number one uh, here on uh, Lullwood. Um, number two here on Kings Highway West. And then there are some other ones that weren't automatically included in the comparables analysis. Um, and we'll see why in a moment, but they're located here at uh, pins three and four as well. But right away, you can tell from the, the cover photos, a lot of these do look like they were recently fixed, uh, fixed up based on the, uh, the color, the paint, and kind of the, the type of um, appearance. So what we want to do as well, what you can do here, of course, if you're not familiar with the area, of course, what you can do is drop into um, Street View directly from the comps analysis here and kind of just look around at the neighborhood um, to see here's our subject property, here's the surrounding area. Um, so, but what we really want to do, of course, before we dive into the, the photos is, like I mentioned, we want to look at the actual details of the property uh, from the square footage, year built, and so on. So here are four properties in the vicinity um, and the, the stats on them. So, um, of course, address, uh, the property type, the subdivision. So you can see these two are in, uh, well, the subject property is in Beacon Hill. The two comparables that our system picked out automatically are also in Beacon Hill. 
And then there are some surrounding areas, almost place in Monte Vista Terrace subdivision. So let's focus on the two that are also in Beacon Hill. And you can see details like the list price originally listed for $299, but sold for $297. Um, this one sold for uh, one originally for $139, sold for $127. So you can see a pretty big discrepancy already there in the price per square foot. One sold at $190 per square foot and the other sold for 109. So we've got to figure out why that's the case though. Um, so what we can do here, going further down, you can see details about the square footage, um, 1500 square feet versus 1100 square feet, uh, three bedrooms, two baths versus a two bedroom, one bath. Um, and then what's very helpful is often to look at the public remarks um, and let me just check the chat window and make sure um, I'm not missing anything here. I'll address those questions here in a moment. So I'm going to zoom in a little bit here so you can see a bit more clearly what's stated here. Um, so one of these uh, appears to be um, this one here on the third column here based on the comments it looks like and the price as well the interior probably needs some work and let's verify that now by looking at the photos so that's the the other step of the process when running comps you can take a look at the photos to see the condition of the interior property so you can see comparable number number one um, you can see the inside definitely does look like it was recently rehabbed based on the, you know, the light gray paint, the new uh, stainless steel appliances and hardwood floors. Whereas comparable number two, you can see was sold kind of in the as is condition without the updates. So that explains why number two um, versus number one had uh, a, a, such a lower dollar per square foot. But that, uh, that gives you the idea, uh, the ballpark range, you know, if, you're, if your goal was to rehab that property put stainless steel appliances, hardwood floors, um, and you know granite countertops. We've got several comps here that support that level of finish for that neighborhood. So uh, what I might do in this case, um, since property number two it was sold in kind of as is condition, I would deselect this from the property. And you can see right away, of course, it impacts the, the estimated ARV on that property. Um, you know, if I include it again, you'll see that the, the price would drop. And that's because, again, property number two here was sold in as-is condition. So, of course, you can look at properties number three and four as well. But, again, they were in different subdivisions. Um, so, if you're familiar enough with this, with the area, you would have to make that judgment call to say, is it okay to compare the subject property, which is in Beacon Hill, to these properties here, which are in different subdivisions? Um, so that's something that, of course, you as the, the investor in that particular market need to leverage uh, your knowledge of the market. If you don't know yourself, then, of course, you can reach out to a real estate agent as well who can help provide that insight. So let me address some of the, uh, the chat window questions here before I move on. Um, so Eric asks if our database is limited to only San Antonio. Uh, so we are in Texas. Uh, we'll be in Florida for the MLS. Um, within uh, this quarter, next quarter. Uh, we will have nationwide service um, we're aiming for uh, sometime over the next few years. So right now we're in Texas. 
We will be in Florida for the MLS side uh, this year and then also in Atlanta. Uh, but let me know, Eric, if you're interested in, in a particular market, uh, we can always discuss uh, potentially partnering or giving kind of early access um, as we grow and expand. So let me know in the chat window if you've got a particular market in mind, uh, and we can, we can discuss that offline. Um, so Terry um, asks, what do I recommend when the property is not in the MLS? Um, okay. So that is a great question here, Terry. So if the property, actually, it doesn't need to be, your, your subject property doesn't need to be in the MLS. We just need to find properties that are similar to your subject property that were, were in the MLS. Um, so what, uh, Terry, let me know what city your subject property was in because um, the further outside of San Antonio, you know, the core area that you go, the generally, you know, if you're out in kind of, let's say in Bandera Falls or at Lake Hills here, you might, I, I'd have to double check to see if the, the San Antonio Board of Realtors covers that area. But we're kind of at the mercy of what, uh, what geography each MLS covers. And every MLS is kind of different. So for example, here in San Antonio, it's the San Antonio Board of Realtors. You can kind of get up to around New Braunfels area. But then if, as, as soon as you go into San Marcos, that's actually a different MLS. Uh, it's the Central Texas MLS. And then it kind of skips over certain areas. So it, it's kind of fragmented and the coverage depends on the MLS. So um, let me check here. Terry says, uh, East San Antonio, not too far out. Um, send me, a, I'll send you an, a message here. Um, if you have the address, we can take a look maybe after the Q and A. Um, we should be able to get comps uh, in East San Antonio. So um, if you don't want me to display that on the screen, just um, you can send that chat to me privately, and we can we can do that troubleshooting at the end of the, you know, at the closer to the end of the call. Uh, but yeah, East San Antonio, we should be able to. Um, I've I've run some comps um, specifically. I'll show you where I've I've run them recently. Um, I ran them in this particular area that I'm zooming into right right here. So I'm not sure if that's uh, what the same area that you were referring to. Again, um, you can private message me and we can troubleshoot that together. Um, so I'm for the sake of time though, I'm going to move on to the next items here. Um, We'll get to that one. Thanks, Terry. I saw the address. Let's get to the other items and then we'll come back to, to troubleshoot that one. Okay. So next element for due diligence is on finding owners. So let's say you've got a good, um, you've got a potentially good looking property, the numbers work out. Um, let's say you've already mailed the owner, you sent the mail, um, they haven't responded. Uh, the next option uh, that a lot of real estate investors go through, and you know this might be the first option really, um, is to to run some kind of skip tracing service to base to get the phone number and the email of the homeowner. Um, so again, depending on your marketing method, that might have been the first thing that you've done already. But for some people, it's part of the due diligence process to really track down the owners, um, and it can be very difficult in some cases. The owners might be. Um, it might be a situation where you've got heirs, you know, children who inherited the property and there's, there could be 10 different heirs. 
living, you know, in halfway across the country or even in a different country. So it is very, very common, a very common problem for real estate investors to have to spend the time and the effort to track down the owners to be able to get these properties under contract. So that process, again, is what we call skip tracing. <clears throat> so the number one thing you always want to do, though, when you're looking at a property is always establish ownership. Uh, so just because someone is living at a property doesn't mean they own it. So you always want to do your due diligence first and figure out, are you talking to the homeowner? And um, a great way to do that is to check the, uh, the tax records. Um, so for Bear County specifically, I'm going to pull up uh, my browser window again. Uh, so this is, again, very specific to Bear County. What you can do for, again, this, uh, this is specific to Bear County, but you can apply this to whatever other county you're working in. So if you're in um, Guadalupe County, you can do the same thing. So you generally just Google the, the, the county name, Bear, and then type in County Appraisal District, and uh, you'll get a website um, that's usually, it's usually first on the list, um, the appraisal district and the appraisal district is the, the government body that is responsible for um, assessing uh, the tax value for all the real property out there. So you click on the link, you can hit property search and then you can type in the address for that property. So I'm, I'm going to go back and pull this, this address, uh, 916 Rosewood Avenue and let's pull up the, um, the information here. So. 916 Rosewood. Sometimes you have to be a little bit cautious of what you type in for the street um, type. If it's Avenue, you might want to type in AVE instead of spelling it full out. So sometimes I just delete the, uh, um, the word completely and just type in the street name. Um, you hit search and you will get, whenever it loads, <laughs> uh, you'll get a list of properties that meets that search criteria and sometimes again the county website can be a little bit slow um, or often it may not be operational but there it is so we've got uh, 916 west rosewood so if you click on view details you get information about the homeowner so who owns it uh, and what is their address so this will help you establish ownership uh, of course you can look in here and see um, history on you know, on the deed uh, to see who they bought it from originally and, and whatnot. Uh, but that's at a very, very basic level. This is one way to find out who owns real estate. You can always go to the county website and do that. Uh, we also provide a solution for that, especially uh, like, like I illustrated, sometimes the county website can be a bit slow. It can also be, it's frequently down or out of service. Uh, so we do have a tool as well where we have consolidated all the county records, and pardon me, I have to click on the San Antonio version. Uh, we have consolidated all the county records so you can search uh, for property ownership information. But further than that, you can also generate uh, multiple lists here. So let's say you wanted to you know, search for, uh, again, the 916 Rosewood Avenue individual. Um, so you could search that here and pull up the, um, oops, don't know why we're not finding Rosewood, it may be spelled differently here. Um, so sometimes we run into issues where the spelling of the, uh, the property really matters. But let me just show you another example here. Um, so if I search for 
this particular property here. Um, so what you'll get is ownership information, just like you do with the, the county website. Um, but the cool thing about our service, we allow you, and what you'll notice um, with, with the example that I showed earlier with this particular individual, you'll notice that the address for the owner is different from the address of the property. And this is what we call a non-owner occupied situation. So in other words, the owner of the property doesn't live in the subject property. Uh, so that's a very that's a very common list that a lot of investors use to uh, to generate their marketing leads. Uh, so with our service, what you could also do is you could create a search for all the properties in that particular county where they are non-owner occupied. And um, you know this is going a little bit outside of the scope of what we had um, what we're uh, what we're scheduled to discuss today, but I just wanted to show it as it is quite a powerful tool that I know a lot of people um, are currently not really leveraging. Uh, so using our services County Data Finder to generate uh, a custom mailing list of people who are uh, absentee owners or non-owner occupied. And you can take that a step further and, and only speak with people, for example, who own real estate in Bear County but live outside of Texas. So that's another great way to make a custom list here. Um, and then, of course, there are other criteria that you can search by. You can search, narrow it down by zip code, uh, by acreage on the lands, um, by year built, and so on. Um, you can also filter out by the years of ownership, too. So if someone has owned real estate for a certain number of years, maybe five or more years, you know they have a decent amount of equity in the property. So they are probably more able to sell at a discount than someone who has just purchased the property recently. Uh, so that's the great tool that we offer to help you uh, not only with the due diligence side on figuring out who owns the property, but also on creating uh, custom mailing lists. Um, so going back to the presentation here, um, so that covers the ownership side. Um, on top of that, you might want to figure out the um, the owner's phone number as well. So to do that, that's the service, that's what we call uh, skip tracing. Um, and skip tracing uh, is a general, it's an, it's an industry-wide term, so you can find plenty of services out there. In fact, I'll show you one of the, the services that I use um, on a one-off basis. So let's say I've just wanted to find um, the contact information for a handful of properties. Uh, so I recommend this, this website. It's actually completely free. You can uh, bookmark it, truepeoplesearch.com. So you could take um, this particular address here and just type it in, type in a reverse address here. And um, San Antonio, Texas, you hit search and you'll get a whole bunch of uh, people's names who were associated, who are currently associated or in the past we're associated with that particular property. And when you click on view details, you'll get phone numbers. I'm not actually gonna click on it here um, for, uh, for privacy reasons here, um, but um, that's something that you would be able to get. You'll get the phone number, the email uh, for these people. And actually the accuracy for that service being free, all things considered, is actually pretty, um, pretty respectable. Um, I still use it myself. Uh, but one thing that uh, we do at Real Estate IQ, uh, we can skip trace bulk lists for you. So let's say you had a list of 2,000 
you know, or even just a couple hundred names, uh, it becomes very difficult for you to do things manually. Um, so we can do the bulk skip tracing for you. Uh, so you can send us a list, send us your Excel file, uh, and we'll send it back with, um, with contact information. So I'll show you a sample of that if you bear with me for a second here. I'll pull up the example here and I'll show you what kind of information you can expect to get from our skip trace list. So bear with me while I pull up the list here. Okay, so what you're seeing on my screen now, um, you should be seeing, let me just make sure, um, just to be careful, I'm gonna reshare my screen uh, as it is in a different window here. So with all of our leads that we offer, we can also do skip tracing for you so that what you will get is, uh, and let me zoom in here. Uh, of course, you'll get the name and address of the individual, but you will also get the uh, phone numbers and emails. We scroll over here. So phone numbers, emails, uh, and also not just for the individual, but also for the next of kin. So let's say you're not able to reach the individual. You can also potentially reach out to their relatives um, to get in touch with them. And that is very, very often the case when we're dealing with um, real estate leads. Uh, it could very well be that um, the, the person you're looking for is either deceased, they might be um, out of state, you know, even out of the country. If they're in the military, they could be deployed, they could be overseas. So um, many times the best way to, to work a deal is to speak to the individual's um, next of kin, their, their relatives as well. So that's a service that we do for you. So you don't have to go and do the manual research. You can just send us an Excel sheet uh, with the name and the address, and we will run the skip tracing for you. Um, so that covers um, the finding of owners. Let me just check the chat window here. So we do have a question about um, tax assessed values compared to ARV. Uh, great question. So when you're running the comps, uh, and looking at how much a property uh, will sell for versus how much the tax assessed value is, you, you can never base it off of the tax assessed value. You always want to base it on, on the actual comps, uh, the sold comps. And a part of the reason for that, especially in Texas, is that the appraisal districts are not actually allowed to use the true sold value to figure out the tax assessed value for properties. So here in Austin, there was actually a lawsuit where the appraisal district, uh, the Travis County Appraisal District, they used the sold information from the, uh, the MLS Association to factor into the tax assessed value. And the MLSs sued the appraisal district for doing that because they, they were not authorized to, to use that information. So um, the MLS owns the sold data. Uh, so what I'm saying is here in Texas, especially because it's a non-disclosure state, uh, you cannot rely on the tax assessed values. Now, that being said, there are some counties uh, and some neighborhoods where the tax assessed value will be closer to the actual sold ARV price, but you can never, I would never base it on that for a true number. You should always run the comps. Um, if you, I, I know people who will use tax assessed value as a very conservative number. So let's say that the home was tax assessed at 100, but the sold comps 
support an ARV of 120, uh, they will use 100, which is the tax assessed value for a very conservative number. Um, and also they might use that when negotiating with a homeowner saying, well, your home is, is assessed at 100. So that's what the, the value is. But um, generally in, in bigger cities and in, in hot markets here in Texas, generally speaking, um, the ARV is usually higher than the tax assessed. But again, that's a generalization. You don't want to you don't want to bet your, you don't want to bet everything on, on that. So you always want to run the, the formal comps. Um, hopefully that answers the question there. So there really, unfortunately, is no, um, no generalization that can be made. You, you definitely want to run the comps to make sure. Okay, so that being said, the last, the third and final due diligence item that I want to cover today is on lean searching. Um, so the idea here is that when you're looking at a particular property and you, you look on the surface, you say the numbers look good, the person has you know, a good amount of equity in the home, uh, it's in a good location, I verified the ARVs. You also want to make sure that the homeowner doesn't have any encumbrances on the title. In other words, uh, anything that has happened in the past, you know, unpaid bills, um, for example, property tax bills or if the individual did not pay a contractor that uh, had worked on their property, there might be a lien on the property. And a lien is basically a claim, you know, someone else can place a claim against your property. Uh, and you as the investor, you need to know this because, um, you know, when you're trying to clear title, you're trying to close on the property, the liens can really impact, they could really impact the numbers. Someone could basically on paper, or a deal could on paper look good and you could find out that, well, actually they're underwater because of some other liens that are on the property. Um, so let me show you what you can do. And as a disclaimer here, I'm not suggesting that you replace a title company with what I'm showing you here. You know, the title company is your, your fine, you know, your, the ultimate and kind of the final, they have the final say on whether or not title is clear because they're going to guarantee um, clear title to you. But of course, you want to do your preliminary research um, so you're informed when you're doing negotiations with the owner. But again, you want the title company to do the final um, say, to give you the final stamp of approval. So everything we're doing here is kind of precursor. It's cursory. It's kind of just initial research that I recommend that you all do. Uh, so the number one you, way you can do this, of course, um, everything goes back to the county. So I'll show you here in Bear County what you need to do. Just Google um, Bear County official public records. And again, if you're in a different county, let's say you're in Hayes County, just substitute Bear for your county name. Um, Google that, so official public records. Uh, with Bear County, I know it is, I think it's this, it's this, uh, it's, you have to scroll down a bit, but I can navigate to the um, uh, to the website for you. So you, if you click on the first link here, um, you need to click on the official public record search. And again, unfortunately, every county is different. Um, so for Bear County, you click on the official public record search, and you're taken to a website like this. And what you want to do is search for. Uh, there are a couple ways you can search for liens. They can be they can be associated, or I should say, they are associated with the person by name, but they're also, of course, tied to specific real property. 
So we can search um, by multiple ways. We can search by name. So if I go back to the, um, let me go back to the lead that we had open here. Um, let me switch screens again to this particular property here. So this one on 916 West Rosewood, we can search by name. So I'll copy this gentleman's name into here. And you can, you can pull up all the liens associated with that name. And of course, the problem here is that if people have the same name as someone else, you'll be confusing and mixing up um, potentially other liens. So what I actually recommend is to work with the legal description or the, uh, the legal address uh, description uh, because that will really tie it to a specific property. So where you can get that information is you go back to the uh, the CAD, the, the County Tax Appraisal website, um, which looks again like this. And then you can search specifically for that legal description. So in San Antonio, it's pretty easy to search. You just look for the, the new, the NCB number 3105, block four, lot 33 and 34. So if you go back, um, so it's 3105, block four, lot 33. So you go back to this website, um, you can do a search here. If you do a new search, um, add a new search here, an advanced search, and you can type in that specific NCB 3105 block four and lot 33 and hit search. And then you can see it's, you can see right away it's, it's narrowed down to just a deed and there's a release document there as well. So it doesn't look like there are any additional liens. Uh, but again, this is, this is kind of a, a very initial search. There are other liens that can attach to the person individually by their name, for example, um, IRS tax liens and all that. So you definitely, uh, this is kind of a, a basic way to do it. Some people know this as the poor man's title search um, because it's absolutely free for you to do the search. But of course, you want to make sure uh, you always want to leverage uh, uh, a title company to do your closings. They will really make sure that there are no um, additional liens on the property. But this will at least give you a general idea going into the negotiation, you know, what's, what's um, on the record. So I've found several properties where there were, you know, at, on, on paper it looked good, but then there were tons of liens. There were some lawsuits that the, the individual lost, and therefore there's a judgment that attached to the property. You can find all that information, including the amounts. You know, you can click on the lien and see, you know, is it for $5,000? Is it for $10,000? Uh, so you can get all that information here. Um, so what we do at Real Estate IQ uh, we turn that into an opportunity, really. So instead of thinking of, of liens as um, as kind of roadblocks, we kind of think of liens as opportunities. You know, these are people who, um, unfortunately, you know, whatever situation resulted in that lien being placed on their property, um, we like to think of that as an opportunity. You know, someone has a problem. Uh, you know, the lien is a problem. It's an there's an underlying reason why there was a lien placed. So we provide lists actually of all the people who have certain liens on their property. So these can be mechanics liens, HOA liens, um, uh, hospital liens, or even uh, if they're delinquent on taxes, 
uh, we provide that information as well. So you can leverage our list from the point of view of instead of thinking of it as a problem um, and, and a roadblock, it's an actual opportunity. So you can reach out to these people who have liens on their property and uh, offer your services to help um, to help resolve those uh, those situations. So those are the three uh, main due diligence um, items that I wanted to cover today. Let me check in the chat window if we have any questions before I, I move on here. So um, Natalie mentioned, uh, is there any other sites other than True People Search to find owners? Um, Google, actually, Google is quite powerful. So what I often do, um, um, if I suspect that the individual may have passed away, um, you can also search for, uh, there are some online obituary websites uh, that are very, very helpful as well. So you can search there. Um, and, you know, just Google the person's name, the city, and you'll get a whole bunch of lists for other uh, websites that do, uh, that do skip tracing. Um, there's um, people, PIPL.com. Uh, there's several out there. Um, I personally have used True, True People Search as it's as it served me well. So uh, it's a very it's a simple interface as well. It, there's a lot of the other websites I've used. They do you know there's they try to get you to sign up and buy the services and all that. So True People Search is kind of just a no frills, very easy, simple website to use. Um, all right, so that's that. Um, let me know. If there are any other questions, other than that, I'm going to move and wrap up the presentation. Um, thank you, Terry. Uh, noted, I've got your email. I'll follow up with you about the uh, at CMA in East Aust or East San Antonio. Okay, so um, wrapping up here. So what I was able to show you earlier was um, the Fast CMA tool, which helps you run analysis on the comps. And again, we are all over Texas, so San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, Austin, and the kind of uh, surrounding areas around those metro uh, metropolitan areas. We're also going to be in Florida in, in a, um, at the end of um, next quarter, and then also in Atlanta, Georgia. But let me know again, I think I did see some of you are investing out of state in um, Kansas as well, and Las Vegas, thanks for sharing that info. Um, I will let you know when we are uh, expanding into those areas. Uh, but again, if you are interested in learning more about our uh, analysis products, we also have a tool that helps you uh, estimate repairs um, and also to analyze things like the ROIR. If you're kind of a metrics and numbers person, we've got a, a tool and a calculator for you there. Um, but like I alluded to earlier, we also have a suite of products that are aimed at helping you find these deals. Um, the off-market leads I mentioned, which are people who have some kind of distress or motivation uh, who own real estate. Uh, I demoed a little bit of County Data Finder earlier if you wanted to build your custom mailing list to show everyone in a particular county that owns real estate uh, but lives you know, outside of that state. Or, you know, there's a lot of other lists you can build. You can pull an over 65 exemption list. You can pull a list of all the people who own real estate in an LLC. You know, if your strategy is, uh, maybe your strategy is, has more to do with um, catering to other investors or offering other services to other investors, that would be a good way where you could find all the investors. Or let's say you're looking to build your buyer's list 
uh, you're a wholesaler looking to build your buyers list and you want a list of every uh, all the real estate investors in a particular county. A good way to do that, um, it's not an exhaustive list, but a good way to do it is to find all the LLC owned real estate. And pretty much uh, since it's LLC owned, you know that the person who owns it is a bit more sophisticated. They're likely to be another investor in some form or another. So that's a good way to build your buyers list. Then last but not least, we do have a service called MLS Deal Finder, which what we do is we're downloading properties off the MLS every single hour and we're running comps on those properties automatically. And let's say the property's ARV is 150, but it's listed at $100,000. You know, there's a reason for that. There's probably some motivation there. The property needs to be sold very quickly for whatever reason, or it's kind of, it's in need of, in need of a lot of repairs. Uh, if One thing we can tell you is if there's a good deal on the MLS, it will sell very, very quickly. Uh, so you need a system and a process in place to find and alert uh, you when there are those uh, deals. So that's what we have, an MLS deal finder. It's basically an MLS alert system that allows you to receive alerts on your phone based on your specific criteria, whether it's discounted properties or you know, cash flowing properties for, for buy and holds. So um, if you've got any more questions, um, definitely let us know. Um, you can, if you want to see more about those products or learn about the pricing, um, best way to do that is to schedule that demo with us. Um, you can go again um, to our website, realestateiq.co, or just let us know in the chat window that you want to learn more. Um, you can also reach out to us. Our customer service team uh, is on standby here. Uh, there's our contact information. And um, that being said, um, we do have a couple free services for, uh, to thank you for being here. So uh, number one, we've got, like I mentioned, we have the pre-foreclosures heat map. So if you're wondering, um, especially in the current uh, pandemic situation with foreclosures being uh, on hold, at least until July, I believe was when I last heard uh, you might be wondering, you know, where can we, how can we market to these people that are potentially going through foreclosure? Uh, one way to do it is to look at all the historical pre-foreclosures in your area and figure out where are they typically located? You know, where is there a higher percentage of people going through foreclosure? Uh, so we do have a heat map report that shows exactly that. You can find the zip codes in your area that are uh, that have historically had more pre-foreclosures, and then you can focus your marketing efforts on that area. So we've got a, a lot of other heat map reports, um, which we invite you to, uh, to sign up for. These are completely free, so you'll see the poll question launching there. Um, just let us know if you're interested in any of those freebies. And again, um, where to go from here if you're interested in learning more about our services uh, you can schedule that free demo uh, we'll do a one-on-one -on -one, uh, webinar call with you and we'll go through each of the products i mentioned but in a lot more detail and tailored towards you and your strategy the webinar schedules follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co